Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 118. That's 118 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV Sports Podcast. What is going on? It is a busy day in the DMV. As we are recording, we've got a whole lineup of local sports today. Uh, we got Terps basketball, huge game against Ohio State, unless they want this fucking season to just go right off the rails. Yeah, they got to win this they one. Got to win this one. Uh, you got the Caps at five against Columbus with some reinforcements coming back. We'll Here talk we about go. that. Yeah. The Commanders have a game no one cares about. You heard it here first. I said Wait. this months ago. Um, Way and- to go, uh, Ron Rivera. Good, good decision on Carson Wentz. Work. Riverboat Ron, real gambler this yeah, year. Worked great. <laughs> um, and then you got the Ravens, who actually have something to play for today, but not too optimistic with the lineup they got going out. No. But, you know, we shall see. So a lot of shit going on. Um, that is Jerry across the way. How you doing, brother? What's happening? Uh, you know, just kicking it. And I am Todd, and we are your fearless Wings, Beers, and Tears podcasters here. All right, man, let's get into it. So before we get into today's events and what that has, uh, you know, how that transitions for the respective teams in the next round of, you know, whether it's playoffs or, you know, big pushes in conference play and and that kind of thing. Quick shout out to Maryland football. Um, Last time we uh, we did our podcast was over the holidays and we were kind of previewing Maryland NC State a little bit and Maryland took them down. Um, It was it was a weird game. Definitely not one of those knockdown, drag it out, shootout games, but it was a, it was a Terps 16-12 victory. Um, so, hey, congrats, Terps. Eight wins. Um, first time since 2010, man. It's a good year, man. It, it is, dude. And and uh, anybody that thinks that they can just skyrocket from this is full of shit, but anything, anyone that thinks they're just going to plummet is, is also full of shit. Seven, eight wins should be attainable if you've got the health and, and you know, and the recruits pan out. So the recruiting, at least on a local level, seems to be amazing. It, they're they're really. really doing a good job. Yeah, um, I I don't remember any time recent where so many local kids who have options to go elsewhere, like really good options to go elsewhere, have chosen to stay at Maryland. So I agree, they're doing something right, and and they have so a little bit of a mojo off this year. They do. Um, so and, we'll see. And, and the big time donors are helping with the NIL stuff right now. And they and have you, to be. And you've said it for the longest time that unless you can get those contributions and, and not, hey, we'll pay it forward. Hey, you're going to get this aspect of coming here. Fuck that shit. Kids want to see green, man. They want to see what opportunities exist. And Maryland's done a pretty good job of, of getting their foot in the door. How long that lasts, we'll see. Right. But they've got some good donors. And like you said, if you've got momentum and mojo, and, hey, man, the hotbed of talent is right here, man. There's no reason that after Ohio State, Michigan, who is going to be on some disciplinary issue, is probably they're probably going to get like a couple letters. They're about to write, I'm sorry, a, a hundred <laughs> right. times on the chalkboard. Exactly, Bart Simpson style. But uh, after Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, there's really no reason Maryland can't be in that next tier with Wisconsin, I'm just yeah. Michigan State sure. of the world, right? Absolutely, and uh, and playing for, you know, pretty good bowls, winning eight nine games a year. Sure, no, I agree. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, congrats, Terps, uh, wrapped up a, a positive year, and um, you know they're, they're gonna hey they're gonna have more draft picks again, man. Yeah, and they anytime, are. anytime you can get athletes in, and you can you know put that on your little board of to entice the next round of, of kids coming through and you go, Hey, you can go to these other bigger schools. They're going to sell out. They're going to have this atmosphere. They're going to have that. But NIL wise, Maryland's right on par with 
a lot of big schools right now. Right. And then you can look at that board and go, hey, here's the draft picks. And we're not going back to 2002. We're going back to 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. That's a good That's a good recruiting tool. And they need to continue that. Definitely on an upswing. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. So it's a good job, guys. Um, you know, uh, I'll... I'll get the download from Mitch on the experience itself at the game. He said a lot of driving, <laughs> a lot of driving, and not a lot of fans. I, I, yeah, I had a, I had a, 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 the teeniest inkling when the bowl game came out. I was like, you know what? I can fucking swing this. Maybe George and I will roll down. You know, we'll just just the two of us. And, and then I looked at it. and I was like, I don't really want to be on the road for thirteen hours over twenty four to thirty six hours. I'm like, with you. That that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, so, I'm Mitch, you. God bless you. Good on you. Sounds like everything went off without a hitch. So we'll get the we'll get the download from him maybe on the next pod he can join us. Um, all right. So let's set up today, man. So we got a lot of shit going on. Let's start with NFL only because the rest of the NFL is exciting as shit right now. I watched till the bitter end last night that that Tennessee Jacksonville game. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I drank too much last night, and I think I went to bed early. But um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I was watching the. I, I was watching. Um, we went out to dinner, and then we met some friends out at a bar. So, but I was watching the Kansas City Vegas mm-hmm. game, and those fans out there were just frustrated as hell, um, yep. and you know, carrying signs and. You know, but but nobody took the signs away from them like they do in Washington. Right. Um, but you know, it's like it's weird because they have gotten rid of Carr. Mm-hmm. He'll he will be waived. He will be a hot commodity. Yeah. And I would assume that that's somebody that Washington will want because he's, he's been the name that's popped up the last two or three years on <clears> this podcast. Is somebody that I think you and I both would go. That's a significant upgrade right. for us, you know. So, I mean, let's 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 talk about Washington. Okay. Um, you know, they are going to finish with a losing record. Mm-hmm. Um, they got hot in the middle of the season, um, and at one point, going into that first Giants game, looked like pretty much a lock to be in the playoffs. They were up ten nothing mm-hmm. in that game, and then everything fell apart. Yep. Um, and uh, obviously, the quarterback is going to be the focus. Uh, they do not have a very good quarterback crew um i like heineke um i think you know he should be retained um he should be a backup here Mm -hmm. um his you know nothing wrong with that he should get a multi-year deal he's a nice insurance policy isn't he? absolutely but they need a number one uh and and you don't think it's carson no i think carson's gone this is the exact reason why they didn't extend him when they got him yep right they they knew he's on the hook for one year uh, they were going to see what they could do, and it didn't work out. And it cost them a third-round pick. They were smart enough not to play him enough to where it cost them a second-round pick. Yep. So going into the season, you're still in the same boat. Um, I think Scott Turner is going to be fired. I think so, too. The, the rumblings are starting to come out now. That the, Well, the, the players are not happy. Exactly. And once that happens, I mean, the fans are already not happy. Sure. Right? And it, his his offense just seems lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, you have weapons. Is it him or is it Ron or is it a combination of the Who two? Knows? Because I, yeah. I just I get this inkling because I agree with everything you just said about Scott Turner's offense. It doesn't seem to me like that's the offense he actually wants to run. I feel like Ron's going nope, conservative. Nope, yeah, no, nope, no, yeah, don't turn the ball over. Yep. Keep us in games. That's right. Right? And for the most part, they were in games. Sure. They I mean, just that's how they went on their run. Yeah. I mean, they, they just didn't win a lot of them yeah. at the end. Um, but, you know, I don't think Carson Wentz is the is the answer, uh, certainly. Um, 
and I think he's going to be a career journeyman from now on. I don't yeah, think I, I, yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, there's going to be battles for David Carr and or was it David Carr? I always mm-hmm. get the yeah. okay. Yeah. Him and his brother's name yeah. always mixed up. There'll be battles for him. Um, and this year's draft, I'm telling you, you know how I love the draft, is a quarterback-heavy draft. Yeah. The problem is, is they're all going to be in the top ten, and we're 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 picking fifteenth. Yeah. So we're going to trade. It's up. purgatory again. It yeah. is no man's land. Well, again, they're going to trade because some of those top teams are like Philly. Mm-hmm. Philly's got like a top. I mean, they might not trade with Washington, but but they have like a top pick because they have they so, have made some good maneuvers and exactly. got right. Yep. So there are a couple of teams that are going to be in the top ten that don't need quarterbacks, and maybe they'll be willing to trade out. Now you're going to have to you're going to have to take a gamble, right? And and, and you always say you're going to have to pay, and everybody right. out there is going. I'm not going to give up this or that or the well, other. Well, you're going to have to you're going to have to pay a draft capital, Absolutely and that means right. ones for the upcoming years are gone, right? Absolutely. So. Here's where Washington's off-season plans are, right? First, who's going to be the owner, right? <laughs> that's because huge, isn't it? That's key because who is going to be the coach who is going to handle the draft, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. right now I would assume that even if a new owner purchases the team, it's not going to be done in time to get a new front office and a new coaching staff in here before the draft. Right. So I'm assuming that – Next year, you're stuck with Ron Rivera. You're just stuck with him. Right. Right. So, assuming Ron Rivera is, um, is, is handling the draft, then is he going to be aggressive? Is he, is he not going to be aggressive? Is he going to care if he's a lame duck coach? Right. So, I mean, exactly. Ron Rivera, for all his faults, has a ton of integrity. So, I would assume he would do what is best for the, program even if he's not going to be part of that's it. That's very well I, said. I don't have a, yeah. I don't have a, a, a worry about that. Yeah, that's but very well said. It's going to be somewhat of a, of a chaotic moment. Um, and if you are a new owner um, who comes in and you want to change the co- uh, culture and make a splash and make a statement to say we're not going to be the same old franchise, right? then you really have to make a move. You have to make a move um, to either get, you know, car or you have to make a move to get up in the draft to get one of the C.J. Strouds or the, the Alabama quarterback or Will Well, I Levis. think those guys are going to go one, two. Yeah, I mean, you've yeah. got to get up in the top five. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there, Will Levis from Kentucky. Yep. Um, then you got the, the kid from um, Florida mm-hmm. uh, who's, you know, big, tall, fast. Sure. Right, and he just had trash around him. Um and so uh, I'm sure I'm blanking on a couple of it. But no, but you're right. There, there's, I think I've, I've seen the number be either six slash seven guys that will go in the first round, and probably five of those guys are going to go in the top ten. But if you want to get a generational potential, right, C.J. Stroud, you're going to have to begin top top six. Yep. Right. Because, like I said, I don't. I mean, they 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 will probably go one two. But you know, you got all. You know, Will Anderson mm-hmm. is like the 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 Michael Parsons of. Right, yep. so so some team's going to want him. I mean, he, yep. if he drops, right. So there's there's going to be opportunities to get up there and get him. But the Commanders, like I like honestly, I think within a week Scott Turner will be fired. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think that because once the players start revolting on you, yeah, uh, it's it's well. And done. all it takes is, I mean, once this game is over today at at four oh five when this game's over, you're going to hear all the shit that was just shoved under the right. rug during the season. And you know? I assume, I mean, I I assume. Um, that 
Daniel Snyder will not be making moves because <laughs> he's going to be selling the team. Yeah, he's going to be making moves back out to the Caribbean or wherever right. his yacht is. So, I, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing that he's going to do. And, you know, maybe Ron Rivera says, fuck it, I'm keeping Scott Turner. I don't care. So that's what I think is happening, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. Right. Um, but uh, obviously the end of the year is a, is a disaster. I think you're going to have turnover in – you know, I think Deron Payne is going to leave. Mm-hmm. I think he probably should leave for him. And, you know, why are you going to overpay him if he doesn't help you get to the playoffs? Right. As great as he is, right? He's a great player. But Well, this is, this is the year that they're going to need to be very prudent with. You've always said it. It's, it's one thing to like your guys and to be loyal. It's another thing to go, we're a 500 team for three years running now. Right, with that, these guys. Right. Right? I get it, but he's a redundant player. You know? yeah, we need the, – the commanders need offense. Offense wins games. Dude, their run that we, they went on, and I said it here on the podcast, it's not a sustainable model for winning 10, 11, 12 games in this league. You can't not, do not it. Not anymore. Not, not with anymore. the rule changes Baltimore and all that shit. Baltimore can because they're Baltimore. They're a completely different culture. You right. know, um, Washington cannot. Not yeah. the division they play in. Well, and, and I don't know if Baltimore can because really what has Baltimore done? Yeah, I mean – you're right. I mean, you, they well, making it to the first round of the playoffs. Eh. I mean, is that really I that's know. more successful than Washington? I mean, Washington would love to have that sort of success, right? Sure. But at the in looking globally, um, what's what's Baltimore done? They get to the playoffs and then they lose in the first round. Yeah, that's and, what they and do. Honestly, it's looking and like it's that's because they can't again. score. It's because they can't score. Exactly right. They just can't score. Right. And and, and what is going to happen with Lamar? I mean, he battled. I mean, so, he's, so so let's all right. So R.I.P. Washington. You suck. Right. I, I said you sucked. I think they got to – because they're going to finish with seven wins, right? If they win today, right? No, they're at seven right now. Oh, so they can finish seven to ten? Yeah. Yeah. Or seven, nine, and one or whatever seven, else. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's sort of what we predicted. I, I thought they were going to win more than five. Right. I, I thought they were going to be dog shit. Um, but <clears> – <throat> so, hey, good on you. You know, you exceeded my expectations, I guess. Um, but RIP Washington could be a crazy offseason. Yeah. And – it's going to be a create from top down. It really is. And as soon as that ownership drops, I mean, we're going to be on here, <laughs> right. you know, waxing Tangeal yeah. about all the shit because it, it could be exciting. It could be. And to whoever the new owner is, I'm available <laughs> to run your draft. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Um, he's got uh, he, he can he can copy a, a big ass 500 page book. <laughs> he'll go through <laughs> and highlight and he'll remember when you destroyed Jeremy and I in that stupid little draft uh game that we played that was great i want oh like i want like 200 bucks dude you just it was like taking candy from a baby i i, I was like how in the fuck does he know who's going to get drafted next um so yes new ownership jerry is available if you need a draft consultant that's right um all right so going down you know around the beltway a bit we just touched on baltimore so they're in um lamar's not playing today no um so huntley plays today and they're at the Bengals. i think they lose this game 24-10, probably something like yeah. that. I don't think either team really wants to show much or get anybody hurt. Obviously, now there is skin in the game for Baltimore because if they win, I believe it goes to a coin flip to see who hosts the first round next week. That's right, because because obviously uh, the Bengals did not finish their game That's against correct. the Bills, um, so they will be having one less game. But if Baltimore somehow wins today, they will be eleven and six, and the Bengals will be eleven and five, and it goes to a, a coin, coin flip. flip. Right. I don't think that will really matter because I think the Bengals are going to win, and then Agreed. Baltimore will be going to Cincinnati uh, in the first round. Now, here is why I think Baltimore um, 
is positioned a little bit better, uh, and Cincinnati um, needs to be a little worried, is because they will have Lamar back, mm-hmm. assuming he's not complete rust shit. Right. right? They will have Dobbins back. They're mm-hmm. resting him today. Yep. Um, but he has been really good. Um, and so they will be – they will have all of their weapons, which mm-hmm. they haven't really had all year. Yep. Um, and they are in – it doesn't matter, really, if they are playing the Chiefs or if they are playing Maryland. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is going to be in a tight game. Mm-hmm. That's just how they play. Yep. Um, they always play to their competition. Their defense rises up usually when they're they playing do. a good offense, and then they'll falter a little bit when they're playing a, a bad offense. But this hadn't been on the defense. This has solely been on – the Ravens' inability to move the ball and score points. Dude, last week is a prime example. They lost to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh, I want to say, had 130 yards of total offense going yeah. into that last drive. Right. And Pittsburgh found a way to get it in the end zone. So right. good on them, but, I mean, what the fuck, dude? How do you let a team like that hang around? Baltimore <laughs> would love to have Taylor Heineke. Yeah. He is so much better than the backer, Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. And you know what's who, funny? Whoever, is, see, all the Commanders fans are like, man, I would kill to have Tyler Huntley. <laughs> He's garbage. <laughs> I mean, he cannot throw the ball down the field at all. Uh, I mean, I know Heineke doesn't have a huge arm, right? But, but, no, but at least he has some balls and he gets himself out of the pocket. Tyler Huntley, I mean, he is just... <clears throat> And the more he plays, the more film you get on him, the more you realize he can't do a lot of the things he should be doing. Every throw is six, seven yards at max, max. check down. You so, know? I mean, obviously, he, you know, whoever did the personnel um, really needs to take a look at the offseason. We, we, we can do better. Yeah. Now, the Ravens in the offseason have a ton of questions, including their quarterback. I mean, huge. What's going to happen there? And and it's a quandary. I mean, ultra popular, Mister Baltimore. The fans love him. Sure, uh, charismatic. I'm sure he's a good teammate, but but the last he doesn't. Games, how many has he played? He does, and he doesn't win a lot he, of the big he games. Doesn't he? Really hasn't ever won a no. big game of note, other than one playoff game. That's right. And I mean, he's literally he he's a 50 percent quarterback right now. He's healthy half the time. Yeah, uh, that that's a huge concern. And as you know, I just don't. I think if I'm Baltimore, if I had to guess, <clears throat> I think they're going to say, "We've given you our best offer. If you want to be here, we want to have you." Right. They gave him a massive offer. Um, I don't know the particulars of what's guaranteed and what's all you know, and sure. and all of that. But the numbers themselves were in the ballpark of what he should expect to receive. Okay. Um, and he said no. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he doesn't have an agent, which I'm. Sh- that might be a little bit overblown because I'm sure he's talking to lawyers. Oh, of course, him, right? He, he has counsel. Of he has some counsel. Sort. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's just Lamar. This may be the biggest game of his career next week because he's he needs to show everyone, including his teammates and his franchise, that he that he can take them to the next level. Yeah, I agree. And if he comes out and has a dud, which he tends to do in playoff games. I could see if I was a huge – I mean, I'm a Ravens fan, but I, if, I, if I was like a Ravens fan that followed the team, sure. and all, I would be like, don't do not do it. It's bad business. You, right. c- you can get somebody else for a better bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be interesting to see what happens. I think that if I'm correct, they if they lose today, they play at Cincinnati next week. I think you're correct, yeah. Um, if they would win today and then win, win the coin flip, then they would play Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Which would be obviously would an easier draw, yeah. but 
You know, that's not going to happen. I don't think so either. But again, careful what you wish for. They lost one time at Jacksonville. Doug Peterson has a fucking ring, man. He's a good coach, dude. Yeah, he's, he's quirky, but I mean, he's good. Doesn't this prove how bad Urban Meyer was? Oh, horrific. Yeah, horrific. One year. I mean, yeah. they they. I think they probably made some changes personnel wise, but not enough to justify no. that big of a jump. No. Bottom line is Lawrence. We've said it all along. Is an NFL caliber QB. And he just needed coaching, scheme, and some consistency. Right. And he got it. And he's a good he's a good quarterback, man. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's solid, man. You know, I like the guy. He looks the part. He looks right. like a starting NFL QB. Um, all right. So so that's our NFL wrap. Uh, the rest of the NFL game today should be great. God, the NFL never disappoints, man. It doesn't. I mean, it's, it's I, exciting every I think time. I saw some sort of stat or some sort of report that of the – Top 175 sporting events, ratings-wise, all 175 are um, uh, NFL games. Isn't that insane? Even like above the World Series, right? <laughs> so you'll you'll get like a oh, you'll get the the Chiefs and the the Raiders of last night, right? Right, just a, a throwaway game. The Chiefs are doing like spinning huddles and shit like that. Did I you know. did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did like the merry-go-round huddle, um, just because everybody's having fun and nobody really. Yeah. Th- and that game will outdraw the NBA Finals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. and that's the way it should be. It's king, man. It's king. All right, so let's get down to uh, a couple more local events today. This is why we're here, bro. That's why we're here, man. So five o'clock today. I'm be eyes glued. Five o'clock today, uh, Caps Columbus, and I got to tell you, man, this Caps team. I, I, I'm having a hard time with the NHL right now analyzing it because it's so fucking herky-jerky. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. The New Jersey Devils, eight weeks ago, looked like a shoe-in for They were like two. 17 points ahead of the Caps. Yeah. Dude, they lost nine out of ten. Then they, they failed to get points in like the next four. Like, I don't know what they're doing. It's not a different team. Right. It's the same fucking team. I don't get it. We're not talking about five games here, five games there. That's a blip on the radar. We're talking 12 to 13 to 14 game streaks of brilliance and greatness and then just dog shit. And the yeah. Caps are in the same boat. For a while there, I mean, it was like we were praying to get a point on the road, yeah. just find a way to, to, to scrap it out. And since December 5th, I saw the stat, stat we are 12-2-2. Yeah. With I mean, the revolving door makeshift lineup. Yeah, the, but Nash, the Nashville uh, game was a little disappointing because very disappointing. You know, that was a just, kick in the balls. Yeah, just to have McDonough on the breakaway type thing, and and that was, was a, shitty. Um, I will say on that one, it was the second of a back to back. Yeah, and Nashville, Nashville plays a boring, shitty style of hockey, right? And they did exactly what they needed to do against us. That pisses me off a little bit. That one sucked. Um, but I figured we'd get a point on the road at Columbus. I thought they were going to put up a better effort there. And then we'd come back home and hope to – so I was thinking two to three points in those two games, and we got right. two. So whatever. Today's big. It's home, Columbus. They worst have firepower. Te- worst team in the league, though. They have firepower, but they're not great. Yeah, they're the and worst team in the league for a reason. them a couple nights ago. I expect the same thing today. And you got – and the mojo coming back. There it is, man. All right. I'm, so here's the question I have for you because – a lot of the analytics guys that I follow, the, the the nerds over at Japers and RMNB and Tactical and all those guys, they're a little worried about sitting guys that are producing, which you have to do now. You know who's sitting today. So, Mantha. Mantha's a scratch. I'm not surprised. You said it. You said I, it two weeks ago. You were not happy the way he was playing. I love the guy. There's something wrong with him. I don't know whether it's not playing with the right guys, the right situations. I don't know whether he's hurt. He just looks like a shell of himself. But here's the thing, Todd. 
teams generally are smart. They don't get fleeced on trades. We gave up Jacob Verana because he wasn't fitting into the system and he wasn't doing what was necessary to be a big-time NHLer, right? If that might be an oversimplification of it. But, no, he was, you know, he, he just, for whatever reason, they didn't have a good vibe with him. Mm-hmm. So they traded him for Anthony Manna, who I think Detroit said was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they've both been proven to be correct. <laughs> exactly. You know? Right. Right. It's very end, rare. It was a fair trade. Right. It's very <laughs> rare when you're going to get uh, Ernest Biner from Mike Oliphant. <laughs> Right, ah, perfect reference. Yeah, it's very uh, rare when you're going to get one of those. Like, oh my God, trades, right? right. Um, and so both of the teams got rid of uh, baggage, and it's, they're proving out to be underwhelming players. Yeah, um, I am a little surprised he's not on the fourth line, though. I thought he would be on the fourth line with Dowd and, and uh, Hathaway. Hathaway because I, I, from what I assume, what I see and understand, Mantha's. Uh, production on offense isn't great, but his uh, performance on defense is maybe even worse. Which is weird for me. And he's a liability. But if you put him on that line that just has great defense, then maybe his shortcomings can be hidden a little bit more. right? And then he can give you still some punch. Sure. But I just think that this is a sign to him saying, dude, you want to be here or not? Right. You know, otherwise trade deadline's coming up and we're going to trade you to Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's tough for me to admit because I really do like the player, but sometimes players just don't play. Right. They just don't perform, and, and there could be a myriad of factors. I don't know. I'm literally I stunned. I don't that, disagree with them sitting him, though. I'm literally stunned that Nicholas Backstrom is playing. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about it until a week ago because it was always, when are we getting Oshie back? When are we getting Wilson back? When are we getting Oshie back? When are we getting Wilson? It was never in my mind because I'm just like Nicholas Backstrom. When he comes back, he's slow. He's a detriment, right? And this apparently was a massive you know, surgery. Like, So I did a little bit more research because I've been with you the whole time. I said it last year. I was like, there's no way he plays again. I, I said it multiple times well, here. He said that. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, not like no we way. said it. He said, like, so I can't, I can't, I can't continue to do this. It's so intrusive that the number of people that come back better off physically, like in terms of performing at, a, at an elite level, is so low. And they don't know until post-surgery. So it's kind of like you take the leap of faith and go, hey, you're going to be healthy. You can play with your kids. You can play golf. You can do all the shit you like to do. You're never going to be an elite level athlete anymore. Or they go, shit, you're going to be like RoboCop and you're going to be better than you were before. But the chances of that happening are so slim. So I look back, the only player to come back from the surgery in the NHL and be better off for it was Ed Jovanovsky in the mid-90s. Ed. And he was one of the originals, and apparently he consulted with Baxter before it, and he said, look, for every 10 guys that got this surgery, nine of them never played again. He goes, one came back, he was about the same. He goes, I was the only one that I was actually better off afterwards. He goes, that's how bad it had gotten. And he goes, we didn't know that until six, seven, eight months after the surgery, and I went, I feel 10 years younger. I feel better. I don't know how Backstrom feels. Right. He says he feels amazing. You know, they're saying Which, all the right things. I mean, you're not going to be like, I don't know if I can do this. Exactly. Yeah. And they've slow-played the recovery for a multitude of reasons, one of which is financial, right? Financial, right. <laughs> Stashing so, him on LTIR was great. Yeah. So what do we do now? Well, ironically, the only way he's able to get back in is because Carlson's, Carlson's on, on LTIR. LTIR. What happens when Carlson comes back? They're going to need to make moves. Yeah. And that's where I think you see Eller going the other way. I, 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 Eller's playing well. Right. Um, there's games where I'm like, come on, dude, fuck. 
but he's still a legit second, third line center in the NHL. Those don't grow on trees. You don't just give those up. But at some point, they're going to have to go, hey, if Backstrom can give us another one or two years, we're going to have to trade a guy like Eller now yeah. and then get young on the, that fourth line center in the future. You know, we'll see. Well, one of the things I don't like is with Eller in the lineup, it's been rumored that Strom is going to move to the wing. Yeah, that's where he was which, this morning. Which I don't like at all, personally. Right. I actually think Strom belongs as the top-line center on this team. Strom's, well, Strom's ability to play with Ovechkin right now, until I see Backstrom back playing, I don't think Backstrom is going to have the production that Strom is having at center. I mean, maybe sooner rather than later than you do trade Eller. Yeah. That, that, that would be my vote. Right, because... I did read today that uh, uh, Strom is going to be on the wing. Yep. So what are the lines um, for tonight? Let's see. Lines tonight, I haven't seen those. If you want to look those up real quick. I, I am. It will um, be on Tarek. And then I'll tell you what my uh, my my future great lineup looks like, in my opinion. Um, but we're not there yet. All right. So... Kemper starting a goal. I, I I can't find like you know a specific. My gut my gut tells me it's going to be Ovi Backstrom Sheary. Not Wilson. I don't think so. And then I think you're going to go Wilson Kuzi, uh, Strom. And then I think that third line you're going to have Eller at center, and you're going to have because um, that fourth line you're going to go Dowd Hathaway. And does Milano stay in? Milano is in. I mean, you, you kind of have to keep him in the lineup, right? Right. I mean, he's a little like the Heineke, where I don't think he's a legit NHLer, but he's fast as shit. He finds a way to score goals, and he's not a defensive liability. So right. how do you keep him out of the lineup? And that's where, honestly, I think he played Manta out of the lineup because Milano skates better. So here are the – here is what RMNB is projecting as of yesterday – Okay. With Mantha. They had him on the fourth line. Okay. Let's take him out and put Milano there. All right. right? They are projecting Ovi, Kuzi, Wilson. Okay. Strom, Backstrom, Oshi, Johansson, Eller, Sheary, then Milano, Dowd, Hathaway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and the beauty there is you've got a lot of mix and match parts and pieces now between special teams and, and everything else. Um, ironically... <laughs> the guys that they've platooned to help stay in the lineup, your Milanos, your um, Abba Kubel, all those guys, they actually made this team a better skating team. Right. So now that Backstrom is back, even though he's slow as dirt, I don't think it really affects him that much because you need the speed on the wings. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if he can take the physicality and the That's what the I'm grind, worried about. You know? And obviously, apparently he's been ready, quotes, for like six weeks. And they've just really, really slow played it. Well, I mean, practice, I, so. I wonder if they've been hitting him in practice. Like I hit, like I doubt uh, it, right? right? I mean, so that's my concern. I, I agree. What happens when someone takes his legs out? Sure, you know, because someone's got to hit him. Oh yeah, you know, well, just see. the position he plays, man. When you're back checking as a center in the NHL, you get fucked up going down the middle of the ice, man. Right. People are taking shots at you all the time. Um, so you're right. I mean, until we see the physicality, we don't know. But real quick, I'm going to give you my dream lines, yeah. and this is with selling Eller, basically, you know, trading trading Eller. I go 
my first line, I go Strom at center with mm-hmm. Ovi and Shiri. I just think the chemistry there, the numbers are too good. Those right. guys just fucking score every other shift. Second line, I go Kuzi, Wilson, and Mantha. Mm-hmm. Because Wilson's a fucking wrecking ball, and I think that helps Mantha. Right. Third line, I go Backstrom, Oshie, and Milano. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth line, I go Hathaway, Dowd, and then plug in your winger. Now, here's an interesting one. Guess who I would love as a fourth line wing if we can't trade him? Eller. Two face-off guys, two completely defensively responsible guys, and Eller, when he's on the wing, actually scores a lot of goals because he's got that snipe. Taking the defensive responsibility away from him might actually reinvigorate him a little bit. What do you do with Mojo? He's a healthy scratch at that point. Unless you can trade. If you trade Eller, Mojo becomes your fourth line winner. Right. Mojo's been good, dude. Yeah. I mean, was he have 11 goals? <laughs> I didn't think he'd have 11 goals all season, including the playoffs. And, and you know, yeah, I mean, he's I, a pro, dude. I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, honestly, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Wilson, Wilson and Backstrom will create at least a um, temporary boost of energy, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And, and you're in the dog days of the season. Yep. Right. And everything's being a grind. Um, and maybe that's partly what's happening to teams like New Jersey. Could be. But yeah. But now you're getting now you're getting two of your of your big horses back. Uh, I think it's going to uh, you know be some sort of a boost. I really do. I agree. Uh, I will be disappointed if it if it's not. Like yeah. Then you got to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. No. You need you need some infusion of of like you said. All-star games coming up, and that's usually the dog days of the NHL season. Right. That, like, late January, early February, when the NFL's wrapping up and is king, and then you go into the middle of February, and you're like, ugh, ugh, God, we're not to March Madness yet. You know, it's like, ugh. All the, all the local teams start talking about, oh, spring training, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, the, really? The Nationals <laughs> still even have a fucking team. <laughs> so, so you're right. I mean, this is the time when you need the reinforcements to be coming. Right. Um, and hey, man, look at the last couple Stanley Cup champions. That's what they've had. Colorado was not healthy in the middle of the year or at the beginning of the year. They got healthier as the year went on. Tampa. I just, I mean, I just want to win a, 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 a playoff round. Dude, I'm with you, man. Just, I just give me a playoff round. I, yep. get, us in the, get us in the second round um, and, and battle. Yeah. And whatever happens there, sure. I'll be disappointed, but I won't be like that. This was a fucking failure of a year. Yep. Yep. You know, and by the way, real quick, uh, looking at the league as a whole, it is so weird. So last year we were, we were the eighth seed and we ended up getting Florida, who was the president's cup trophy winner, fucking loaded with young talent, the whole nine, right? Took him to a game six, lost it overtime in game six, gave it a good, good effort. And, man, and, and I was thinking, man, that's the last hurrah for us. Yeah, so you know, was I. Here's, here are these two teams diverging. Florida is young, talented, up-and-coming, fucking just goals for days, President's Trophy. Do you know that Florida right now is eight points out of a playoff spot? I know. What a disappointment. What the fuck, dude? I, it just goes to show, man, there's no one formula for doing it, quote-unquote, the right way. And, and you, you know, got to get lucky sometimes. We've lost two to Buffalo, and Buffalo used to be the dregs. And Buffalo's right. fucking legit. But here's the deal with <clears throat> Buffalo. Young. Fast, yep. energetic. Mm-hmm. In a playoff, they're going to get pummeled. It's possible. 
I think they're yeah, going to. They're possible. like the Caps of old, right? They, they but are, less, ta- but less talented. You know right? what? Good call because they don't have the goaltending and they don't have the defensive prowess. No, but they can yeah. they can skate around dudes oh, and, and they're they just all score, kinds of right. All but day. but you know all their young young studs in Game Three when they've getting they're getting hit by Wilson, mm-hmm. you know uh, every fucking period. See and, Edmonton, right? I mean they're like the Edmonton of the East right now. I mean in the it, you know in the. In the playoffs, I mean, Colorado was ultra-fucking-talented, right? But in the playoffs, you need veteran leadership. You mm-hmm. need guys who have been through the grind, and you need some people who can be physical. Well, that's just it, I, I, 100%. And Colorado's studs are physical. Nathan McKinnon mm-hmm. will fucking destroy you in the corner. Right. Maybe not as big big as Ovi, but you can't get the puck off of that dude. And if you try and check him, good luck, man. Because right. he's going to counter-hit you, or he's going to come after you the next time. Yeah, but point being, they're not, they don't shy away from physicality. Exactly right. I don't think Buffalo can do it. I agree. And Tage Thompson is, I mean, dude, he's incredible. Incredible. But the guy, he's a string bean, man. Yeah. I mean, you know. And then Boston's going to come down to reality at some point. They will, um, but they're fucking good. They are. I mean, they're, they're veteran. Here's a, that's another team I thought was good. They were they and the Caps and the Penguins are sort of at the end of their run. Right. And then they come out and they're and like. They just keep chugging, man. Jesus. I mean, that's, some, that's good leadership right there. It is. I got to tell you, some of the other teams in the East must hate. Those three teams, They're right? Like, really? Again, we got to right. see fucking Bergeron and Ovechkin and and Crosby again. Yeah. You know, these guys just keep coming, and you don't yeah. want to play them because they're they're battle tested, man. You well, know? Columbus is falling apart, man. Yeah, they're tough. Um, I mean, again, they got talent. They 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 score a lot of goals, but they just give up a ton. Man. They give a ton of shit. Um, I mean, it was you know it was two it was one nothing two nothing. I don't can't remember the last game. I was like, man, the Caps look shit. And then I look up after the second period, it was five to two. Yeah, and they had just five consecutive goals. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, you know? it, it, Columbus was lucky to be up one nothing in that game. It was yeah, one of those games where I'm like, come on, Caps, but. Hey, we've seen it before. Yeah, you know? sure. Shit, I don't know if you saw it the other night, but Nashville was playing um, Detroit. Nashville won the game five three. Detroit had sixty eight shots on goal and lost the game. That's insane. Soros had sixty five saves. I mean, what the fuck? Dude? That's insane. It's nuts. You know. So every once in a while, you know, you just yeah, you get hot. You know, <laughs> you're not getting people in front of the net. It's you know, it's shots from. 20 feet away with sure. open looks. And shit, the- man. Go back to 2010 when we lost to Montreal. I mean... Th- no shit. It was an entire series of complete domination. How did we not win? How did we not win? All right. You play that series 100 times, we win 99. But we witnessed the one loss. Yay. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck me. All right. So for the last uh, little segment here, um, we are, we are going to wrap up here, and then we're going to head on down to College Park. Yeah, uh, we're getting uh, we got a VIP treatment going down there. Wings, beers, and tears. That's on the correct. Center we're court. Have the red carpet rolled out for us. Yeah, yep. might might you know go and talk to the boys before they go out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So here's the deal with Maryland. I I can't explain it. Hmm. I don't understand. I I've had this conversation with some people that you know know basketball better than I do, and their sentiments echo my own, which is concerning me. And a buddy of mine used to coach AAU, and, and he's been around, and he's like, I watch him play. He goes, I don't understand what happened. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, it's not like they were an evolving team. He goes, they came out of the gun. They were a bunch of misfits. Willard had to put together a roster in a couple months right. with transfers and whatever else before he can get his guys. He's like, I get all that. And everybody's like, oh, he's just having trouble. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, just seven, eight weeks ago, they were beating teams by 20 points. Yes, 
He said, they beat Miami on a neutral site by almost 20, and it really wasn't even that close. Right. And Miami is currently 13th in the country. Right. He goes, this isn't a different team. Maryland's lineup didn't change. Miami's lineup didn't change. He goes, how do you go from scoring 80 points a game to hoping you can get to halftime under a double-digit deficit? Right. He goes, it doesn't make any sense. It's not like... What what concerns me? It's not that that they're losing games; it's how they're losing games. I mean, they're not even in games; they're Jerry, getting blown the fuck out. Jerry, uh, I mean, we've all watched our kids play rec basketball growing up. When you 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 know you get four points in the first quarter, and everybody's yeah. Like, I mean, Maryland's going in stretches of ten minutes where they score two buckets. Right. I I, I, I mean, I I I didn't watch it, but I I had my phone on or phone with me. I was out. And I clicked on the Maryland score. It was like to Michigan. It was like forty-five to eleven or something like yeah. that. I was like, "What the fuck?" I know that can't be right. I know. We went zero for our first eleven. Michigan went eight for their first eleven. And everybody's like, "Well, there it is in a nutshell." I'm like, "Yeah, but how does that happen?" Yeah, what happened? And then how doesn't Maryland go seven for their next nine and shut Michigan down? Like yeah. college basketball is a game of runs, right? How do we not have any more positive runs? I, I don't. I, it doesn't well, make the, sense the, to me. The the team in the first. <laughs> half of this season so far is a different team than the last half right and even though the teams have gotten better they're playing they're playing much worse and i can't figure out why me neither i i don't it's the get same it. players same player same coach same system sure some people are saying <clears throat> that i heard this analysis from chris Naki, who's a pretty knowledgeable dude, yeah he right? is you know and he said that the system that willard put in place was basically i don't even know if you guys can handle this but this is the way i coach this is the way we're going to do it and it's very high-intensity defense. They pick up full court, bomb a lot of threes. He goes, we don't really have a true center, so we're not going to bother with like a lot of you know pick-and-roll, half-court offense. Lots of threes. We got athletes, and we're just going to get after it defensively. I get that philosophy. And he, Willard even said preseason, you're going to see some stinkers this year. He's like, there's going to be a game where we go three for 20 from three, and we struggle to get to 60 points. That's where our defense has to kick in. That's where we have to be better. And that's the difference I'm seeing. Those first eight to nine games, they had stretches where they couldn't score. They were locking teams down. Right. They're not doing that anymore. So they're going through their six-minute swoon where they go one for 11, and the other team's making baskets on every single possession. Well, well you're fucked now. The only, the only explanation I can see is, is one of two things. One is a lack of effort, which I think is probably not the case. Two is probably that they had the teams have seen eight, games of film there you go and they know where they could exploit it exactly and maryland's not good enough to recover from that yet. correct um, and that, they really don't have a true score on right. the team um and dante scott yeah dude scott looks like he can't he he can't shoot all of a sudden i don't know what's going on there right um and <clears throat> you'll see it today though um jameer young is by far their most talented player um and when you're i know this is like sacrilege but gary used to do this too because Gary's teams went through runs where they just couldn't score. Right. Their half-court offense wasn't running. He would tell Grievous, or he would tell some of those guys, fuck it, clear out. Run the shot clock down to 10 and just drive. Yeah. Get a foul. Figure it out. If we're in one of those stretches at Michigan, you're down 12 nothing. give the ball to Jameer Young. You're telling me on three successive possessions, he's not going to at least get to the free throw line. Right. Or, or And people are like, oh, it's not how you run an offense. Well, clearly, how we're running an offense doesn't fucking work. So, right. you know, if you've got talent, you got to use it. So, you know, we'll see. But today's today's huge, man. If they can't unfuck themselves soon, this season is going right I think right if off they're the going to save the season, this is a must win. <clears throat> it really is. I mean, save the season to get to the tournament. Correct. Yeah. This I mean, is a home they, game yeah, against they can, a they ranked can, opponent. Right. They can, they can have a, you know, 
500 seeds. It's not, you know, dreadful. But right. uh, if you want to make the tournament, you got to win this game. Correct. Yeah. Because they agree. have some bad fucking losses, man. Dude, I mean, like you said, it's not who they're losing to. It's by how much they are losing. Yeah, I mean, like at Rutgers, was, they made Rutgers look like Kansas. Well, you know Rutgers beat Purdue. Twice. Purdue. Yeah, they're good. But so, they, they were down by 15. I know. Like right from the jump. I know. But that, that was the shitty thing. They got it to four with like 12 minutes left. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is going to go down to the wire. Next thing I knew, we were down to 18. Right. What, how does that happen? And now it's becoming a pattern. Mm-hmm. And like you said, now teams have film, and they're like, this team is mentally broken. All we got to do, <clears throat> a couple little backdoor cuts, some easy buckets early, get them frustrated, let them bomb some threes and miss. <laughs> We're up 15. This game's fucking over. Right, and they're, they'll fold. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's unfortunately so how it's going. So Willard's honeymoon is over. Yep. Um, and now he's got to earn his paycheck. Correct. And it's yeah, he's pro- going to have to grind right now. It's probably a little unfair to ask him to do it this early, but hey, you got to. that's where hey, we are. He's a byproduct of his own early success now. Yeah. You know, um, he, he would probably tell you the goal this year was to go 500. I, would th- I mean, like I said, I would if you could if you can go 500 in the conference at least and mm-hmm. maybe make the NIT right play and then have a full year of recruiting. Right. Um, but nobody thinking about that right now. Right. Yeah. And I mean, his recruiting class next year is top 10 sure. in the country. So yeah. he knows what he's doing right. in that regard. But, but like you said, we're not there yet. But people so. want to, I want to see a win today. That's correct. Yeah. You know, I have my tickets. I want to go and enjoy the games. You know, that UCLA game was one of the least enjoyable live experiences I've had. That in a may long have time. been the turning point. Jerry, that, may that was have- so fucking painful. That may have been where things fell apart. It may, it may right? have been. That, that may have broken like souls. Yeah. Because so honestly, bad. Scott hasn't been the same since that game. He's been dreadful. Right. And he's, he's, a, he's a legit player. Yeah, I don't know. That's when That was the first sign of, oh, wow, I didn't see I that coming. Then, then, but then you've had back-to-back multiple games where you're down by 20 yeah. and after 10 minutes, you know, it's, uh, like, it's what just the not fuck fun. just happened? Yeah. First half today is big. We'll see, yeah. what, we'll see what the atmosphere is like. We'll see what it's like and uh, – well, we got to do this again soon, then, and kind of wrap about our our days of uh, our days worth of DMV sports watching here. Here we go. Um, all right, well, let's head down. Let's do it, man. All right, wings, beers, and tears. We will recap our uh, exploits down in College Park, and we'll hopefully recap uh, this Caps' continued resurgence, and uh, you know, be talking about NFL playoffs. There we go. Yeah, we got a pod again this week. Talk about the playoffs for next weekend. Absolutely. All right, cool. Later. See ya. Wings, beers, and tears. Peace.